Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious! Saturday afternoon. Oh, we're barely it's, here. It's Saturday it's, evening, Justin. Yes, it is. It's, this, this con has just flown by, hasn't it? It is. Uh, you start out Wednesday at preview night, and you're always like, oh, hey, we got like four more days of this. And then you're like dragging through Thursday. You're like, oh, this is awesome. Three more days. It comes Friday, and you're like, holy crap, we leave on Sunday. And today just like goes by. Thursday felt like Saturday this year, and I think that was because the Hasbro line and the Funko lines and all that we ran ragged those first couple days, and then Friday felt like Friday again, so I was okay. But I was really afraid if Thursday was Saturday, what the hell would Saturday be? <laughs> and surprisingly, my feet are doing much better for it being Saturday, so I, I think I'm going to be okay tomorrow. What have you guys felt about, you know, I've heard there's a lot more people here this year than in years past. Do you feel that? I mean, I don't feel like it's any more crowded than normal. Actually, I felt today was not bad. For the first Saturday in a long time, I was able to move around the convention floor. And, I mean, I'm not going to say it was easy, like it's like walking down your block or anything, but there were a few quagmires where it was, I was worried about being crushed. And But for the most part, I was able to, you know, maneuver around. And I think the lobby is a lot less full than it has been in previous years, but I think that's because they implemented the new RFID system where you tap in and tap out like you're going to work, like a work badge this year. I agree anecdotally i feel like this is a far less crowded san diego comic-con than previous years and i do think that the rfid may have a lot to do with it because we've heard the stories never tried it because i don't know how you'd pull off the watermark but of people getting a badge and saying oh i go down to kinko's print one off how close can they really look at them as you're coming in and also i lost a badge Two years in a row, and one year it cost me like hundreds of dollars to get a new one, but they issued a new badge right there and then. And people are will, willing to pay scalpers thousands to get into San Diego Comic-Con, so if I can say I lost a badge and get one for a couple hundred, people may be doing that crazy. Well, there was sell someone selling a VIP badge to Comic-Con on eBay. Now, you guys know why this is a big thing, right? There's no VIP here, not at all. But they were selling it for five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollar. Five thousand dollars. VIP and not VIP. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker born every minute, and they're shopping on eBay. 
All those autographs are real, too. <laughs> no, it really hit me that it's the, the crowd flow has been better this year when we were in experience. We were sitting in the uh, sideshow booth taking pictures, and then uh, <laughs> the crowd went crazy, and it turned out that right across the, the way, the Suicide Squad was showing up. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys kind of like Margot Robbie what? Where? Yeah, She's here? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I guess what I'm saying is like that that hallway got super crowded and super messy and that kind of reminded me like, oh yeah, it's usually kind of like that all the time everywhere on the floor. But Yeah, that makes me think that the fake badges that were here were like so many and that was adding to the problem because this is doable. I mean, I usually stay away from Saturday on the floor. Because I can't stand the crowds. One year we went to Tijuana. <laughs> we did. Because we it was safer than Comic-Con. <laughs> we went to Tijuana and drank, well, it was cold beer at the start, possibly, but it ended up being pretty warm. But I also really, this put in perspective for me, they say New York Comic-Con is more attended than San Diego Comic-Con lately. And I've been sitting back going, you know, full. It's how you count your numbers, right? San Diego Comic-Con has the IDs and everything else. But now I think... If you look at tickets sold, it's very possible because New York Comic Con on a Saturday is far more impassable. Admittedly, it's a much worse layout, but it's far more impassable on a Saturday than today was here. And it's a much smaller venue, though, compared to what it is. So it's kind of hard to judge. They do each count heads differently. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I, this is doable this year. Yeah, my feet aren't nearly as tired as in years past. I mean, we've done a lot of walking, seen a lot of stuff. But you I'm and I have tired. been smart about our feet this year, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at all the Marvel stuff we've seen, all the Marvel stuff we've done, all the Marvel news that's been released, what's been your high point so far this San Diego? You know, Hasbro is always a high point. That's kind of our bread and butter, and they've, they've shown a lot of stuff that's actually kind of surprising. You know, that's kind of sinking in. A lot of these figures that they're coming out with are just... Absolutely crazy B-list and backbench characters that I thought we'd probably never see, and it's going to be a year full of them. I was oddly excited about the Sue Storm Legends. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know why that excited me. Maybe it's because we don't have any Fantastic Four toys except for the old ones from the movie, but I was kind of like, wow, that's really fun and exciting, so maybe we'll get more. And the Herbie's coming with her. Mm -hmm. That means they can't make a human torch. Man, for me, I asked the question, and I've been racing my mind in between trying to figure it out. Probably my biggest thing is the announcement that Ghost Rider is going to be joining Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I'm a Ghost Rider fan. This is a different type of Ghost Rider. They had his car down in the Marvel booth. No motorbike, but a car, I guess, balances a little bit off for this Ghost Rider. But I'm just excited to see Ghost Rider joining the Marvel Universe. Maybe they're melding drive Drive Hard. What was that Nick Cage movie where he was putting cars all over? Drive, drive Angry. Drive Angry. There we go. Best Ghost Rider movie ever. <laughs> drive Angry. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> what was that movie with that one guy in it? Uh, you know the one. Collecting-wise, though, Sideshow. Oh. You know, I honestly have been getting to a point with Sideshow where I went, oh, my God, I love what they're putting out, and I'm buying it all, to... You know, I've got a lot of sideshow. I think I'm going to pull back a little bit. They put out the Captain Marvel, and I was like, I got the Ms. Marvel they've done previously, but all right, I'm going to get it. 
they put out the Gamora. I'm like, it's not the movie outfit, but okay, I'm going to get it. And then I come here and I see that Rocket and Groot premium format figure. And I'm just like, take my money. Well, that and that new Wolverine and Hulk figure that's next to it. Yeah, the maquette, the yeah. dueling maquette. That's amazing. And then they all had those prototypes off to the side that were Spider-Man and Falcon. Now, those are the Iron Studios ones that are both up for sale right now at a bit of a higher price point. We have talked about the Falcon. And seeing it now, I think we need to talk some more about the Falcon. Sydney, I, I guess, you know, I don't need it, right? One thing that's becoming apparent at Sideshow is that they are kind of, you know, taking a back seat to the Hot Toys when it comes to 12-inch figures. Yeah, here all they had is the Wolverine and the Punisher, which they had last year here as well. They didn't even bother putting out the Deadpool, which they still have for sale, and I don't know why they didn't put him out, because it would have helped fill out that grouping a little bit. But let me tell you, seeing him in person does not make me want to buy that Wolverine or that Punisher any more than I did before. That Wolverine head is... It's just wacky. It, it does look a little bit better than the last time we saw it. I think they did make some improvements, but it's still it still feels like a guy in pajamas. Well, you feel that way. I'm you feel that way about hot toys, soft goods characters like Cap. I mean, you, you just have you have a pajama fixation, Justin. <laughs> I'm at, Are you in pajamas right now? Or is I'm all always the, in pajamas. Are all soft goods pajamas? If you, if you knew what I slept in, you'd understand what that means. That I'm always in my. Pajamas. Well, that's Jay. Jay, what's Justin sleeping? <laughs> but i definitely think hot toys here it's weird because they'd shown so much lately and put so much up for pre-order lately and iterated so many figures we were talking i said there's a falcon but we saw that falcon no we saw like the winter soldier falcon and this is the civil war falcon and there it's different but it just it takes away you know, last year I went, my God, the wings, they're this big. And this year I'm like, yeah, I know, the wings, they're this big. <laughs> yeah, they don't they do not do like they do with Iron, with Iron Man, given specific marks. You know, that, that would be helpful for the guys like us, where it's like, oh, this is the Mark II Falcon or whatever. But Don't give them any ideas. Well, I'm sure they have them already. Falcon's going to have a house party. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a red and white suits painted. But I'll say there's three things at Hot Toys that really, I mean, everything at Hot Toys looks great. Seeing them in person, I'm like, wow, the faces again. You know, we say it all the time. It looks great. But three things here got me. First of all, that quarter scale Mark 42. Still not my favorite armor, but that number three is far more subtle in person than the birthday cake candle it looked like on the (laughs) pictures. Number two. Crossbones Hot Toys. Yeah, for someone who got like literally what ten minutes of screen time, maybe even if, if you, that. yeah, if that. I mean, ten great minutes. Yeah, I, and I love Crossbones. I love Frank Grillo. I, I think I'd have a hard time spending that for the Hot Toys, but I can tell by your face you've already pre-ordered it. It's not up yet, but I will be ordering it. Okay. I was going to order the Rhino, so this because. Oh, I know, I know. So, yeah, just Marvel Hot Toys. I understand how this goes. What's, what's the third thing that really caught you? The Iron Man Mark Seven with the open back. Yes, that's the one I was going to bring up if you didn't. I have ordered that. I ordered it. I order them all, 
So I ordered it, but seeing it in person with the blue lights on the inside and all of it just opened up, and the fact that it's so inexpensive because it's not really a figure. Right, there's no articulation. I don't think it closes at all or anything. No. It's just so neat looking. I mean, for essentially a statue, it's a cool piece. And you just get, like, one of the Tony Starks they've put out and get it standing behind it. I mean... And then you can buy custom, like, clothes for him. So you can get, like, the Black Sabbath shirt. You yep. can get his Avengers shirt going on one of those hot toys. Bruce Lee, the DJ one. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed in the lack of Captain America merchandise, given that it's the 75th anniversary of Captain America. And leading up to it, I felt there should have been more. So I was kind of expecting, like, some big cap reveals and Well, did stuff you like make that. it over to Mezco's 112 collective booth? Because it's I did all not. about Captain America. Is it? America. Okay. I did not make it to Mezco yet. Um, I haven't done the whole floor row by row. I've been here, 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 and maybe here. I, I did a drive-by on Mezco. Now, I, they've already announced four Captain Americas. Were there even more there? No, but it's just become apparent that, you know, like, Jay and I were talking about it as we went by, and it's they have all these great ideas. And I'm, I'm excited for all of them. But it seems like they come out with, here's a cap, here's another cap, here's another cap, instead of like, hey, here's a version of cap, here's a Deadpool, here's another one. You know, I mean, they have all these great figures waiting to go, and it's four caps right now is what they have. But I don't know. They have a Deadpool in there. I'm pretty excited. The 112 line is pretty damn amazing. They have a couple different Red Skulls. They yep. have Red Skull in his black trench coat, and then his more classic green army getup. That was pretty sweet. I think we're just going to have them starting from, like, this big to, like, this big. Going to. We do. I was going through one booth. Here's our one-seventh scale model kits. And I think that was Diamond. Then going over to Kodo. Here's our one-eighth scale figures. Here's our one-sixth scale fine art statue. I'm telling you guys, we need to jump on the one-thirty-second scale. I think they have those. I think that's what those little, like, the microverses. You can't do it. I think we need to get, like, to nanoscale, where you can only see it under a microscope or with a macro lens. <laughs> Are we going to include the microscope with the purchase? No, no, no. That, that's like with subscription. We'll do, like, the Eagle Moss thing. <laughs> you get a part each month. <laughs> now, you talk about Cap's 75th anniversary, though, but the Marvel booth was decked out with this giant bronze statue which they have one of in Brooklyn. It says, I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. You could buy for $400 a little bronze one. It was hollow, but all bronze. I'm not a bronze guy. Oh, I'm, if I didn't know it was hollow, I would have told you to buy it. I just told you not to buy it because I won't carry the damn thing. <laughs> I'm, not ki- I'm not kidding. We, we, I want it, but you said no. I just didn't want to carry it because I knew I'd end up carrying it. I thought it was just because we, full moon and Comic-Con, Arnie spends a little bit, and so I didn't want to go over border. <laughs> no, I just didn't want to carry it. Well, there's still time, luckily. Yeah. There's, there's very Barely. little time, but yeah. <laughs> I, what I really love, though, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. It's $3,500. But that, like, quarter-scale pewter one they have, that is solid pewter, is a classy piece. And I saw pictures of this online. We knew this was going to be here. And I'm like, bronze, blah. I didn't like what Sideshow did in bronze. It costs too much. It looks too rustic. But when, especially that pewter, I'm like, you could have a very classy study or living room where you're playing classical music. And while you put on your Tchaikovsky, you have this pewter cap. I think you need to do it in your yard, I think. Little mini monument in your yard, <laughs> landscape around it. Won't it patina? <laughs> yeah, probably will. Yeah. Turn into the Statue of Liberty type of color. After yeah, a while. no. 
I the, the one thing I saw that I was surprised looked as good as it did in person was the NECA 18-inch Deadpool. I just saw that, and that thing is gangsta. I mean, seriously, he's got, like, the fingers up with the brass knuckles. D-Pool, did you see that? Uh-huh. D-P-U-L. <laughs> but no, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of character in his face. I mean, he's got a great facial expression, and the body language is all sculpted in there. It's an, it's an impressive piece. I've poked my fun at NECA quarter scales, but kudos. First of all, that Hulk is a lot better here than it was at Toy Fair. At Toy Fair, that was the tragic Hulk, and now it's the... You know, it's pretty good Hulk. It may not be the Incredible Hulk, but it's the... It's a decent enough Hulk. Yeah. It's the Adequate Hulk. <laughs> Incredibly Adequate Hulk. But that Deadpool's the first one where I'm like, wow, that may really have my money. I've come close when they had the sales and things, but I've never bought an Echo Quarter scale. The great thing is Deadpool stands alone, so I won't feel like I need Thor if I have Hulk or if I have Cap. I won't feel like I need Iron Man. Right. If I have Deadpool... I got Deadpool. Deadpool. Exactly. What, speaking of quarter scale Deadpool, and we're hopping all over the place here, folks, but keep up with us. Did you see the new premium format Deadpool statue at Sideshow? I did not. It is crazy. It is this, he is in a weird pose. He's slicing a grenade with his katana while firing around with, and it's got all these blast effects, and he's bent back and there's a rocket going around his back nice. and it is just this crazy matrix like pose and yeah that that, that might be my first uh foray into the uh quarter scale statue world so and you missed out and it seems like yesterday because we've not been doing this show that long but one of my first marvel premium formats was that Deadpool, and you were kicking yourself after the review because he was choking the chicken and all of that, and you couldn't get one. The bullet base. Yeah. Yeah, the bullet base, yeah. But this one is just, it's totally different, but a way to get Deadpool back out there for people who missed out, and I honestly think it's a better Deadpool. Yeah, it's definitely got way more action and dynamic poses going on in it, so, yep, I might have to run down there and take a look at it and start begging the wife. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure there's an anniversary, birthday, Christmas, Hanukkah coming up somewhere in the future. All of them. It's Tuesday, Justin. Buy it. Great. So we're going to take a bit of a break here. We're going to be coming back in just a little bit. First of all, we're going to have beer. I think that's very important. Yes, and actually, before we cut to the beer, which is a very important part of Comic-Con, I do want to thank my new friend Milo for giving me one of his extra shields from that Marvel booth. I'd been chasing after this all week. And Milo had an extra one, and he's an adorable four-year-old, and he gave one to me because he's a sweetie. Thank you, Milo. But, yeah, we're going to talk Hasbro. We're going to talk FX collectibles. We're going to talk some more specifics about companies when we get back. So... After dark. <laughs> Marvelicious toy shoe diaries. <laughs> we may have had those couple of beers, and we are now sitting at the marina outside the Marriott, a very nice, a very expensive hotel that none of us are staying at. <laughs> That's because it's really hard to get a downtown hotel or Comic-Con, and the Hyatt over there was my first choice because I love Hyatt's. Marriott was my second, and ended up at my third out in Hazard Center. 
Mission Valley. But hey, there's a 24 hours FedEx, like literally 20 steps out better hotel, so that's okay. That is awesome because my God, the shopping. My <laughs> God, the shopping. I, I'm i like going to have to put myself in a collecting moratorium for like a month it, it, because I think I had the like binge and purge mentality of collecting here and this was the binge. You had a little bit of a problem this week because there's a full moon yeah, and it was waxing. Yes. And that really affects your spending habits. Well, not really. It, it, no, it does. It does. I overspend usually, though. I understand. But, I mean, when I had to explain to Jay that he shouldn't leave you alone in Artist Alley because it's going to end up poorly for me, then, you know, you have a problem. I'm going to add one more wild card to this factor. I think we're on a uh, Harley Quinn oh. lockdown here. There's been a, there's been a few uh, stray eyes, could I say? That uh, Harley Quinn items. <laughs> Listen. Well, well, wait, wait a second. Was it the like ninety minutes that you guys spent waiting for Margot Robbie to appear at the DC booth? I when... saw her hair. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking there might be some guys that got a bad for Harley Quinn. As right I said, now. maybe I should preface this: no judgments, no oh. judgments at all. <laughs> I, I've been zone. looking at the same ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do I need the Hot Toys and the Mezco and the figures yeah. and the uh, the Mathbacks? Right. Yeah. Maybe. Well, well, the fact that you guys know all of this tells me that there's been a whole lot of looking at the property we're not supposed to be covering. All that and more on the next DC-licious toys. Ooh. <laughs> so, no, legitimately, I came out here with a shopping list, and I kept to it. I rarely bought anything not on the list, and I got most of the stuff on the list. Wait a second. The one thing you deviated from the list was a big one. What was it? The Hulkbuster. That was on my list. I thought it wasn't because you came back and you're like, I bought the Hulkbuster. Well, it was one of those iffy things. We talked about it on our pre-Comic-Con show. The 24 karat gold plated We thought we had talked him out of it, but mm -hmm. apparently not. <laughs> he is pretty, though. Did you go see him? He is. He, you he know, is very pretty. Once we saw for what it was in pictures, I thought it kind of took some of the shine off it, so to speak. And but it literally did. Seeing it in person, it has far less gold than even we thought. But it was so pretty. It's kind of like a little Hulkbuster Oscar. It is. It is. It was just, it's just just a little bit of Hulkbuster that goes a long way. Of course, they and do a lot with lighting in that booth, so you might have to do some lighting tricks at home when you display it. I, I hired a crew. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was so pretty, and it was so limited. And All right, here's the true story of what happened. I went, I was going to pick up some Egg Attack exclusives. Maybe for me. I ended up not getting them for me. But I got them for Daryl, who's one of our video editors on the show, and asked me to get them for him, and I'm happy to help. And there was the Hulkbuster, and we talked about it, and I was really torn. And so I asked if I could see it, because it said, do not touch. And so they took the little lid off the box and showed it to me. And this is like Did when I bought Martin. Well, no, this is like when I bought you your diamond ring. Oh, see what he's doing now? I See what he's doing now? I, he's being discerning. Yeah. <laughs> I examined it. I looked at it. I asked if I could see the back of it. I asked if I could feel the heft of it. And I'm still talking about the Hulkbuster, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. And I got to the point where I really felt it looked really good, even though not a lot of it was actual gold. Like, if I needed to melt it down to kill some kind of gold allergic werewolf, I wouldn't be successful. In making in making that bullet, but I felt like he thought I was messing with him. Like 
I'm not really. Oh boy, we got into a showdown. Little bit, <laughs> but I do like it. I actually am very proud to own it. It's very limited, and that does add something because if it was commonplace, I'd feel like I'd find it cheaper later. But no, I got that. And Surprisingly, that's... that's not the only Hulkbuster you got this this con. Oh, I did go off. <laughs> I did go off message at one point. <laughs> off topic. You strayed from our topic and our unified message here. Yeah, one thing that wasn't on the list was the re-edit. What was on the list was the re-edit. Iron Patriot. Iron Patriot, which is comic-based one-ninth scale. Let's keep all our scales together. These are the one-ninth. So it's a little bit bigger than our comic cave figures, a little bit smaller than our hot toys. Comic-based figures that they had. We saw them at Toy Fair with all those wires behind them. They're actually coming out. They had several there, and I was able to just walk up and get the Iron Patriot mid-afternoon on Friday, which, I mean, I walked up and like, do you have any Iron Patriot? Just expecting, like, the Hasbro guy who laughed at me. I expected this guy to laugh at me. He's like, why, yes, we do. And so I bought that, and they had the Hulkbuster there, and it opened up, and there's a little Iron Man in it, and I decided, Marjorie, I, I, you bought it. I did? Yes, you did. So we'll have some re-edit <laughs> reviews in an upcoming episode to see how the Iron Patriot and the Hulkbuster stack up. Yeah, we'll finally have, you know, some in-studio shots to get some size comparisons. But, you know, under these, you know, big con lights without any any other figures around to see what you're looking at, those could be end up bigger than we think or smaller than we think. But seeing them in person, they always seem a little bit smaller than what they do in pictures. They had a lot of nice stuff there they had even more dioramas you know my iron my hulkbuster versus hulk the two pack yeah. that i bought at c2e2 because daryl kind of put me up to it i didn't buy it from c2e2 i actually ordered it online while standing <laughs> at c2e2 right. <laughs> they have a couple more of those coming there's an iron man versus cap one yep. and then there's a age of ultron one that's thor cap and iron man back to back with the reactor in the middle and it all lights up it's really cool pretty neat but when i went back to take photos of their booth the guy who sold me the gold hulkbuster all of a sudden, really was giving me the hard sell on that life-sized Iron yes. Man that was in it. He must have spelled money or something because he was really trying to get you to take home that Iron Man. And I'm like, you know, if it was a Captain America, she'd probably make me. He's like, oh, well, we have one of those two. <laughs> Just $12,000. Like he was going to get like some big commission or something if he sold one of those. Like the sucker bought that not really gold Hulkbuster. What else can I sell him? <laughs> For twelve grand, I want some articulation. <laughs> but the real shopping, the real reason FedEx is very handy, is the Hasbro booth. And if you're watching Star Wars Action News, we've told this story a little bit before. But the Hasbro booth was a nightmare this year. But still better than years prior. I I'm not bruised. I didn't get punched. Yeah, but you barely got in the line, and we were shut out both preview night and Thursday. And if it wasn't for Tobiah, a friend of ours who did get in the line, I'd have been completely shut out, too. And I wasn't able to get the raft. He didn't want, a lot of people didn't want. As of the end of Saturday, the only collectible we care about that's left was the three and three-quarter inch collector set. Yeah. But he didn't want those, so he was able to get those. And... The raft, it was a trick, but you guys were able to get in the line and take care of that on Friday. The raft, you did an unboxing live on our Facebook page. That is a big box. 
It is a big box, and it's going to be fun to ship home. <laughs> well, you opened it. Yeah, well, you know, it's. Uh, I was surprised. You know, I, I went into that not thinking too much of it. I wasn't overly excited for any of those characters. But, you know, get into it and get those figures in your hand, and I'm, I'm digging it. I'm glad I picked it up. Well, we talked to Dwight Stahl at Hasbro about that set and why those characters. I got that so often on Facebook, but we'd asked it on the show before. Why those characters? I was not going to let Dwight out of the crosshairs before I asked, WTF is with these characters? (laughs) (laughs) So let's go ahead and go to that interview. We are at the Hasbro booth with Dwight Stahl once again. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you guys doing today? Good, and yourself? I'm doing very well, thank you. All right, I, just, I have to start by complimenting you again on a massive Marvel Legends display here. Every year you guys impress me more, but I have to ask, every time I've seen you for like three, four years, I've asked about Blade. Are you trolling me now? You put Blade in there. Oh yeah, no, we like to, we like to, we like to uh, feed the pain, you know, uh, and, and keep you guys strung out as long as possible. Uh, we're actually pretty cruel mistresses at Hasbro, and uh, you know we're out here to punk you. No, um, you guys all wanted Blade. We made a, a, a Blade figure quite a few years ago now. I think it was 2012, and it never saw the light of day. Uh, all, if the powers that be agree, that figure will never exist because it's not good. It was on old, old, you know, outdated stuff. At the time, it was fantastic, you know, but it doesn't match with where we're at today. So, you know, something that you're seeing in there is much more like what you would get uh, if and when Blade would actually make it to shelves. So, you know, I'm not going to say yes, I'm not going to say no, but, you know, we've been, we've been lucky enough uh, with our, our Marvel Disney partners to allow us to feed in some Marvel Knights characters into the Spider Mythos uh, as far as, like, our Legends lines go. So I don't think you'd see them probably any other place, but, you know, the chance of a, a Blade in the, in the future, you know, it's not, it's not a... Good to know. I just I saw that one. I always look through for the Easter eggs and yes. things with this line. And I spoke to you a little bit this morning and just talked about the way the line is going really strong. There have been a couple of waves that hit very recently, at least online, just starting to ship the X-Men wave and then the Abomination wave and all of that. And a lot of that happened without any kind of pre-warning, without us knowing until the retailers started getting word that those were coming out. What ha- what's behind the scenes on that? Is that going to be the way going forward? Is surprise? Here's another wave of legends. I wish we could surprise you more often. You know, you guys are uh, you guys are much better at trolling the internet than I am, and you guys usually find out what I'm doing before I've even finished a complete thought. So uh, you guys are you guys are the masterminds of that world. Um, uh, no, uh, it's not intended to be that way. You know, we you know in an ideal world we'd have you know. Uh, you know, perfectly clean lines of communication where everybody knows at the right time what's coming. You know, in this world, in this day and age, it's impossible to, you know, keep everything perfect every time. So, uh, you know, our our full team is always trying as best as possible to make sure that the fans know what is coming so you guys can plan for it and be ready for it because we know how important it is for all of our fans of any age to, uh, you know, know where to look when something comes out because we have a lot of, we have a lot more exclusives now than we've ever had in the past, uh, especially in our fan segments, which, you know, me as a designer, I'm super stoked because it means I get to make more awesome stuff. Uh, but that only matters, and that's only a win for us if you guys know where you need to be to get it when it comes out. But uh, 
no, that's not the intention. Um, I, I, you know, I, I wish some of my partners were here to help uh, fill in the blanks for you. But you know, I'm sure you know we could we can find out. Oh, I'm sorry, we can find out a way to get more of that information to you. But you know, we just you know we want you guys to know because if we hide something, it's a lose for all of us. Yeah, it just seems like the Hasbro Pulse site and some of those other things would be ways to get that out there because we're yeah. all just stuck speculating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hasbro Pulse is a, is a, is a fantastic. Uh, uh, something that's kind of getting off the ground for us. We launched it last year, um, and it's still improving, and we're still trying to learn and grow to figure out how that can be the, the ultimate home in time for you guys, and that is the, that's the plan and vision. So we really do hope that, you know, in time as we, you know, as we learn and we start moving towards this more digital media-friendly uh, world that we have a, a voice that we can talk to you guys because we know you guys are always uh, looking to, to hear more, and uh, as it is today, we get very few moments to actually spend together to, to go through these things. We see each other at Toy Fair, uh, possibly at New York, you know, around Comic-Con, and of course, you know, at the granddaddy of them all here at San Diego, so. Now, speaking of exclusives, we see one over in the Hasbro toy booth this year that has a bunch of cool figures in it and Abomination. Gotta ask, is that the exact same Abomination that we're getting in the Build-A-Figure wave? It is the same sculpt, but it has a drastically different deco. Um, the, uh, this is sound weird. The abomination that's in the raft scene is kind of a forest green. Uh, the, Are we going to get into Pantones here? We're getting into Pantone. It's a, it's a textile print T-1956. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, the, the, uh, abomination in the main line has different paint masks. So it's not just a color swap. It actually has, it's painted in different areas and it's a bit more of a olive color palette. A little bit more, uh, uh, I don't know, dirty looking, I guess. Uh, but I, I like it. I, and I, I'm not sure if we have it here to show you guys later on in this weekend. But uh, I'll have to check. We still have some things locked away, hidden away. Um, and we're going to be changing the cases tomorrow to show some of the extra variant parts and, you know, and more reveals as well there too. Now, I know in the past, like even we're seeing in here, we're seeing there's a new Dormu coming as a Build-A-Figure. And that was a way to get, you know, an exclusive that was from years past back out there. What was the thinking behind getting abomination out there so close together you know both times um uh, that's a that's a good call yes uh dormammu is uh coming back out he has a uh, his body type has a slight repaint his spells are different uh he's a little bit uh deeper in color than the one skulls are different color. yeah the skulls are actually way cooler this time around i think um but uh uh when we make those things for comic-con you know the comic-cons are special right they're they're hard to get and our Marvel fan base is so much larger than just what it can make it to a Comic-Con. So by taking some of those big characters that we've done in the past and bringing them back out in the future um, is something that we're going to be looking to do when we can. You know, I don't like to give everything a back out because I do like to make sure that whatever we create is special. And while we do bring things back out, we do like to give them variant decos to make them to, to pay homage to what we did before. And if you have the last item, that's still a very special collector piece for you. Um, but there's some of the figures that are just too good to only live on those small volumes of, you know, a Comic-Con special. The Abomination that you asked about, uh, the timing of the waves was just a little bit different than what we had for Dormammu. Dormammu was always uh, intended to go for Strange, which is the end of the year, but with Cap being throughout the whole year, it was just, uh, it just they just fall a little bit closer on, on, on you know, back-to-back -back with each other. Sure, sure. Can we talk about this? What do you want to know about this? Uh, well... First of all, how can you get it? Is it for sale here? It is not for sale here. Okay. This was debuted uh, just this week, though. Mm -hmm. It's our Captain America 75th anniversary premium roleplay shield. Um, you know, it's a uh, you know 
or uh, aluminum vibranium uh, composite alloy yeah, thing. Sure. A lot more aluminum than right vibranium. Wakanda, right? But you know, yeah, you know, um, yeah. It's actually it's from a uh, from a village on the outside of Wakanda. Okay, got it. You know, uh -huh. uh, but you know, the, exactly. <laughs> they exactly. may have a certain soldier like cryogenically frozen in this area. Yeah, they okay. may. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Somewhere. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> What's going to be the price point on that? Uh, this shield is uh, retailing for two ninety nine. Okay, is and it limited or limited availability or anything, or is it just? It's it, it's for pre order. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com or many other online uh, uh, places to pre order it right now today, and I believe it is available around October first. Okay. But can I see the back of that? Yeah, for a yeah. Sec? It's. Uh, so I mean, we're really proud of this thing. It, 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 the, the the team did a fantastic job working with uh, Marvel to make sure the dimensions were accurate to the film. Um, they did a nice little uh, heat stamp in the leather straps that signifies and celebrates the 75th anniversary of Captain America. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I, it's got a nice weight to it. You know, I wouldn't take it in the backyard and play catch with your children. Um, wouldn't recommend that. Kind, yeah. of, kind of punishment. But, you know, it's, it, you know, it's just, it's just, ooh, it's, it's just shiny. Is this a final production version? This is a production sample, yes. Wow, the, it's never going to show up, but the, the streaking in the paint's amazing. Little, yeah, it's like all... Like the brush it, line. Yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's all the kind of the, the, the spun stamp metal, and the tint of the color is actually translucent, which allows the metal to read through, which is why you get such a, a fantastic, lustrous quality. I'm digging it. That's a that's a nice piece to to come out the gate with a high end collectible. I like it. Yeah, this is along with the Iron Man helmet is, uh, well, and the the hundred dollar shield as well is our first venture into this kind of premium role play because, you know, Marvel by far uh, has some of the most iconic weaponry in cinematic universes. So and comic universes. So the the fact that we're now able to to create some of these things and bring them out to you guys, we're we're, we're, you know, as fans, stoked about it as well. Just give me some Deadpool katanas and we'll be all good. <laughs> Deadpool katanas. I'll put those on the list right next to the Wolverine claws. Yeah. Yeah. We want Wolverine claws. I'm sure our, our QA and safety won't have any issues with uh, shipping metal metal knives. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Probably not going to happen. Back to the raft set for a second. Yeah. That's kind of an eclectic mix of characters in there. How would you decide what to put in there and why specifically them? Okay, um, it's it's always a, it's always a very uh, lengthy discussion when we're trying to figure out what characters go into any wave, right? Whether it's a wave of basic figures from mainline and exclusive, uh, or a super exclusive like the the Comic Con sets. Uh, it's a whole team, you know. I, these things, you know, start with a design sitting down with our engineering and, mar and marketing counterparts and kind of slugging over who they want. And when we come to these types of shows. The fan base of Marvel is huge, right? But fans of Marvel are fans of lots of different segments of Marvel. So to excite as many people as possible, we like to kind of mix things up when we can. We can't always do that, but sometimes Marvel is uh, more willing to allow us to mix universes. And Comic-Con is a great example where we have an idea that's inspired by Civil War with the Raft Prism. And, you know, a super max prison could have anybody in it which allowed us to dip into the Iron Man lore, Thor lore, Hulk lore, you know, Iron Man, or did I say Iron Man? Uh, Spider-Man. So to, to get some of those characters from all those different worlds and all those different, different you know, mythos and put them into one super set of a lot of oddities, uh, for this type of show, we think it's fantastic because it tells a good story, 
um, it's weird. You're right. If you look at the the individual characters, like why is Purple Man next to Dread Knight? You know, it's like I don't I don't know. We just wondered if you guys had a lot of characters. You're like, we need to get a Dread Knight out somehow. Let's just throw it in the box. <laughs> it, it's yeah. It's 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 actually a lot of fun. You know, it's like and we go back and forth trying to figure out what the right thing is and what the right character selection is, and uh, you know sometimes. We uh, fly too close to the sun and get slapped down. Uh, sometimes, you know, marketing looks at us like, like crazy people. And in all fairness, sometimes we are. And we have to rebalance things to make sure we have the right mix. But, uh, you know, there's, there's no rules. It's just it's all over the place. Okay. And what is about the three and three quarter inch line? How is that kind of uh, going forward? We've seen a lot of the comic two packs coming yep. out. Uh, what about... Are there still some waves of the three and three quarter inch legends to be revealed on Saturday? Uh, yes, we do have some three and three quarter inch reveals. We have some reveals that'll be in the showroom as well as that'll be on the panel on Saturday. Uh, three and three quarter inch is still going well. We have our single figures. We have the comic two packs continuing. Uh, we had some exclusive two packs uh, this year at Toys R Us where we added a few more MCU characters with Panther and Agent 13. Uh, and then along with the three and three quarter inch, we're also, you know, growing our 12-inch line, which, you know, you saw the first three here. We showed them the first time at Toy Fair, and now we showed them to the public today with uh, Cap Iron Man and Spider-Man, and we have more 12-inch goodness coming in the future as well. Oh, really? That's, yes, sir. Yeah, I just got the cap in the day I flew out here to Comic-Con. So well, that's kind of cool. To, you didn't get to open it and play with no, it? No, I haven't had a chance to open See, it. See, that's like, that's like the cruelest fate. You open a box, you're like, I'm so happy, and i got to get on a plane. And you just kind of <laughs> put it back in the box and you leave. And... What about the X-Men win? We've talked in the past about some challenges getting X-Men figures out for your team, but this wave has been off the charts popular. I can't believe how fast it's selling out. Deadpool's just disappearing in a blink off of Amazon. Is this voting well for future mutant figures? I certainly hope so. Um, uh, the Hasbro team is super excited that the fans are uh, as open and receptive to this wave uh, as we hoped they would be. Um, it's been a very long time since we've had a mainline X-Wave. Um, you know, the popularity of the franchise, you know, with, you know, the, the great comic books and, 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 you know, and the movies that are being developed for it clearly shows that, you know, fans are out there and hungry for it and we can still do it. Uh, an hour and a half ago or so, we debuted on Marvel.com the first X character for 2017, which was Disco Dazzler. She's got the roller skates. She's got the microphone. She's got the Farrah era hair. I've never said this again. That's kind of fun. Um, Farrah era. Uh, so she's going to be pretty awesome. She'll be in the in the showroom on Saturday. So come back and see her if you didn't see the feed from uh, Marvel. And uh, yeah, you know, hope, let's let's just hope the future continues to look bright. And there are plans for a anniversary wave next year for X. And we'll see where that goes. I'm not going to ask if. I'm going to ask when can we expect to start seeing Deadpool variant paints. Oh, Deadpool variant. Yeah, you know, uh, he's, he's a relatively popular character, isn't he? Yeah, no, I think you could definitely be looking forward to some uh, Deadpool in the future, you know. Um, he's just, he's a, he's a gorgeous-looking character. If nothing else, he's just, you know, he, he's, he's very, you know, kids are, are drawn to it. He looks like a red luchador ninja, you know, crazy guy. Uh, it, that's just kind of a win for everybody, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And... With the Black Panther, that thing went crazy high on eBay, and then we had the 
a little bit of trouble with Nick Fury. You guys really fixed that by shipping solid cases of that almost immediately. And uh, were you thinking about doing the same thing with Deadpool since he's such a popular and he's going so fast? Uh, I'm not certain. That's a good that's a good comment, and I'll be happy to talk with our marketing partners about that. You know, we, we did realize that Deadpool was going to be a big draw in the wave uh, without without any uh, you know doubt, but. Um, it had been so long since we had done an X-Wave, instead of putting him in the case multiple times or Wolverine, which we normally would do, we wanted to just give you, you know, eight amazing new X-Men. Uh, well, not all new, you know, a lot of them you've seen before, but, you know, some you we'd, we'd, like, we'd like to give you as much depth as possible for this, for this relaunch of, uh, of X-Men. Well, Dwight, that is awesome. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to what you've got sh to show us on Saturday. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, stay tuned, hang with us, and we'll have some more great stuff to show you soon enough. Great. Thanks so much. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Dwight. Always fun to talk to him. And that was before their panel. Unfortunately, the way this works is Hasbro's public relations company sets up times. And in a perfect world, they set up times after the panel. I'm really unhappy with the time that Hasbro's Marvel panel is always. Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Problem one, I can't sit out and get all stinky for the Hall H line because I have to go see the Marvel's <laughs> toys. It's one or the other. I think that's bad planning. And the second thing is, it's really close to the end of the con. Sunday is a shutdown day. It's the kids' day. We leave usually on Sunday, although I think next year we're staying till Monday again, as we have in the past. But that means that we interviewed Dwight on Thursday. Saturday came the panel, and we live-streamed it, and hopefully that wasn't against any rules. We weren't told... Really. No, in years past, you know, we were given pretty clear rules, whether or not we could take pictures or use our phones or mm -hmm. video or whatnot. And, you know, that nothing this year. They seemed pretty lighthearted about it. Yeah, so you can go to the Facebook page and see the entire presentation, but we did find out some things that we kind of were wondering about as far as like the three and three quarter inch line. There's a lot of love coming there. Ab crunch. I figured you were probably giddy when they said the ab crunch is there to stay in three and three quarters again. They're slowly bringing it all back. I don't know why they took it away in the first place if they're just going to, well, you know, costing issues, but, you know, if they can sneak it in here and there with the same costing. Maybe we'll be back to, you know, Ab Crunch is big to me because that's the one that you really miss. You can do all the articulated arms and legs and whatever, but if your body can't move at all, what's the point? So <laughs> I'm happy about that, and it may get like me that. back in. It may I get me back bet. in. <laughs> yeah, I was I was about to ask how that would affect your three and three quarter inch buying because you picked, you've chosen, you've more picked than you've chosen. Yes, but you have <laughs> not been all in on three and three quarter inch figures ever since they became legends three yep. and three quarter. Well, that's another thing. They didn't show us any packaging samples or anything like that. We don't know if the packaging is being refreshed for this upcoming year or anything. I've never been a big fan of that packaging. It feels kind of generic. But, you know, as far as that new style of articulation and stuff, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Hopefully price point comes down, stays, you know, a little bit lower. $13 a figure is still a little hard to swallow. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard to swallow three and three quarter inches at that price. But <laughs> at any price. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't talk a whole lot about three and three quarter inch, but some. Well, they were also kind of like all over the map with it. I mean, it was Le Legends six inch, Legends three and three quarter inch, and 
few times I'm like, okay, wait, what, which, what scale is that? Yeah, they throw in a 3D model of a figure and not mm -hmm. sure what scale that was. So. Can I just say, it's kind of like giving a medal to every team, whether they win or not. If everything's legendary, nothing is legendary. <laughs> Legends 12-inch, Legends Roleplay, Legends 3 and 3 quarter inch. What, what does that mean anymore to be a legend now? What isn't Legends? Oh, the Kitty Spider-Man line and the mashups. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is really confusing branding. It's also bad on the Star Wars side where everything's Black Series. Mm -hmm. Unless it's not. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was hard to follow. Like, they showed a really cool Phoenix they were talking about. And they talked about it in the three and three quarter inch line. But then they said when Toy Biz was going to do this. And so... <laughs> Right. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so it got a little confusing there. I'm sure that type of information will shake out in the weeks to come as we, you know, find out more. But at any rate, those figures that they did show uh, will be cool and welcome at any scale. Oh, they dazzled me with what they showed. <laughs> oh, what a pun, Arnie. It's puntacular. <laughs> yeah, another wave of X-Men Legends. I hinted about that to them, and I can't believe we're getting it. No Phoenix Force Cyclops. No, but there was there were some surprises in there. You know, some pretty deep roster characters being created. And no made Phoenix and... Force Cyclops. But... I just <laughs> want to point out though that I have loved Dazzler for a long time, and I've been having you buy Dazzler sketch covers. I was really excited about the Dazzler mini mates. This is how shopping goes. I didn't buy anything. I've been having you buy. <laughs> I did not have you buy anything. Technically. I'm just saying that I called Dazzler, and now she's a big thing. Is it just me, or does she have a striking resemblance to Lori on that 70s show? Oh, I got a yeah. real Lori vibe off of that yeah. figure. I, I had to wait and see it up close. But... See, I'm just, I need to see the figure again, but all I got was Heather Graham, Roller Girl. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and but a classic Cyclops, a cool Colossus, who's not even the Build-A-Figure. No. The Build-A-Figure, they are going obscure with some of these figures, including the Build-A-Figures. Oh, yeah. Some of these, I'm going to have to do some reading between now and 2017 <laughs> to be like, I either read about them a long time ago, or I haven't read these comics because it's hard to read every comic Marvel's ever put out. Don't worry, we have a lot of MCU stuff coming out, so I'm sure it's all going to be covered by the time we're like 80. And I don't think we're the only ones. At one point during the panel, Dwight was, you know, saying, hey, let's guess who the next Build-A-Figure is, and, you know, and gave us very vague hints, yeah. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, and people were shouting all kinds of things. I think he waited for like 10 wrong answers. He's finally like, no, here. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we shouted out, we wanted more than what you showed us. Which doesn't mean it's not exciting. It's just, <laughs> just maybe don't play that game if you're not coming up with some big gun that you know everybody's gunning for. I'm just saying things like the All Father figure. I didn't know I'd love as much as I did till I got him in my hands, and then seeing the different varieties of it and everything, the way you could mix and match the parts was very cool. It was an awesome toy even if it wasn't, like, on the tops of my list. And they're in a bind where... Is that why you bought it three times? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> they can't keep giving us the same characters, although they do, <laughs> without us complaining. But if they keep giving us different characters, well, the A-listers, B-listers, and C-listers are starting to run a little low, and so they're going to have to get to some more obscurity and I love it when they pepper that in, because I love some obscure characters. Howard the Duck, 
Yeah. And Dazzler and several of those others. Darkhawk. I am so excited for Darkhawk. You cannot accept. <laughs> Which is funny because, you know, you you used to be the guy who complained, oh, man, all they did was take the three and three quarter inch one and make it a six inch version. But, hey. Darkhawk. Darkhawk. <laughs> and it looks totally different. The wings, because Darkhawk had some really weird kind of wings on the three and three quarter inch figure. Yeah. The six inch figure looks like it's got some sick wings. Yes, they put the detail into it and some newness. I see an archangel coming out with those wings, perhaps not too far out. Possibly, possibly. Some of the things that, you know, like you were talking about, how you, they can't keep giving us Spider-Man and Iron Man, that's one of the things that I constantly complain about. Like, why do we need more Spider-Man? But this new wave they showed of Spider-Man stuff actually is interesting. There's some good choices of characters in there. Jackal. What a great character. I mean, Jackal is so instrumental as the start of the clone saga and everything. I never thought I'd get a Jackal. And... <laughs> And putting in Ms. Marvel, Carmella Khan, and the new outfit for Spider-Man 2099 being Pretty written cool. by Peter David. Great comic. On a new buck. We yes. have a new buck in this in this series now, which is always a good thing. A couple. They got a new female buck they were talking about for Angela as right. well. A taller oh. female buck. And that Nova is on a, a, a child boy size body. Which is pretty cool. And so. probably will be reused for Spider-Man Homecoming Spider-Man, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, they had a lot of really cool things coming out of the panel. Darkhawk's a huge one for me. Phoenix, a classic Mary Jane legend. Yes. That, oh, <laughs> all they got to do is throw a Miss Tiger in there like they did the three and three quarter, and I'm in heaven. So. Oh, yeah. And three and three quarter, they had a Moon Knight in there that looks pretty sweet. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a nice one. So, yeah, I'm... I'm excited all the way around for what Hasbro's got going on. The 12-inch Deadpool. Oh, my God. So, I'm still, I just before coming out here, the day we were flying out, got my 12-inch Captain America. And we need to do a review of these. And I just ordered the 12-inch Spider-Man because I got a, like, 25% off whatever coupon at Toys R Us. So, that will be waiting for me at home. Yeah, but, I have to admit, I, uh, I got a little hyped, and I, I bought the Captain America. It was on sale at Toys R Us and free shipping. Too. Yep, yep. yep. So I've opened it, I've messed around with it a little bit, and I'll say it's neat. I'm not going to be all in on that line, but I will be all in on Deadpool. I'm a little confused. I, I need to get in there and play with it and see if it's cool enough to justify the cost and if it justifies its size. Like, are they doing more with the 12 inches than they've done with their 6 inches? So Marjorie, is that Legends Shield something else you're not going to buy but you're going to tell me to buy? Probably. Well, here's the thing. For as much as it costs and how it, it's not even comparable to the FX shield at all. It's weird. I like the shield. I endorse the shield. I've held the shield that Hasbro Breakfast where they showed the Spider-Man wave of legends. And my God, my God, did you get a good look at that Doctor Strange likeness? Oh, yeah. That's like Hot Toys level almost. Their, their realistic character likenesses are dead on. The Jessica oh. Jones was right oh, on. Yeah. The, the Punisher they have coming out. Yeah. They must be really taking advantage of head scans lately on those things. The shield is a great replica. Being metallic, it's so much better than like the fiberglass one we saw at Toy Fair that I think is still coming out. I think I still have it on order. Hmm. But... It, that one costs a lot less than this right. $300. The other one's $99, so it's 99 versus 300 But I'm thinking that this one, the metal one, is going to end up going on clearance because it's right now for sale on Amazon. It is. I've put my order in with their pre 
order price guarantee. So as cheap as it goes is what I'm going to get it at. But I'm saying hold off and play the long game. Okay, we can play that game. But my problem is it's not a replica. It feels like a great item. It's like an ultimate cosplay item. But it's not something that you'd want to take to a con at $300, I wouldn't think. I guess I don't cosplay. In fact, I know I don't cosplay. So I don't know if maybe $300 is a great price for a shield that you're going to get dinged up at a con. But I think $300 is a little much to have as a nick and debt sale. I don't remember where you guys were, but I am having a conversation with a guy that was dressed as Stormtrooper Star-Lord. And he kind of thought it was too expensive. But I know those Stormtrooper armor sets cost thousands, and they get... You know, you got to replace a shin that's, pad here and That's there. different, I think. Yes, it's weathered, then. It's battle damage. Right. <laughs> but that's my problem with it, is it's too expensive to just be a, hey, I'm going to carry it around to the con. And yet, it's even though it's got great leather straps, it's and a really nice brush effect to the paint, mm-hmm. it's not... It doesn't come with a display stand where you'd want to hang it on the wall the way you do the FX or a nice display base like the King Arts we have. I just don't feel it reaches that quality, even though it is a couple hundred or several hundred dollars cheaper than either of those. So as a mid-range prop replica, I really endorse that shield. Yeah, I mean, being real metal and everything on both sides, which is impressive, I thought maybe for sure the inside would be plastic or fiberglass or something, but no, it's... Leather straps with, you know, they they made it look like real leather bumps and stuff. And there's a stamp in there with the Avengers A and whatnot. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really good item. It's just not something I'm going to be looking at throwing $300 at. And speaking of prop replicas, we went to the FX Collectibles booth here. They had on, as an exclusive, the Mini Shield. Now, they... We talked about this when we did a live booth tour. When we saw these last year, they had like the Avenger Shield and they had the Winter Soldier Blue Shield. And I think they were showing an Age of Ultron Shield at that point, all these different shields. But they were like saucer size, salad plate sized. (laughs) And that's what I kind of thought I was pre-ordering. And I got here and it's more like coaster sized. It's... A little bit larger of a coaster, but maybe teacup plate. Yeah, I mean, it's perfectly fine. It's a great desk shot. It's like a great little display item for your living room, on your mantle, or something like that. It's one of those great take-to-work-and-show-your-fandom in a less ostentatious way than taking the full-size <laughs> Yeah, Or I mean, a chair cape. It, 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 chair capes. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a little smaller. I, they're great quality. They have Leather straps on the inside, too, which yep. impressed me. But And a stand. Yeah, a yep. really nice stand with the Marvel logo embossed. They're like gnome-sized. Your little garden gnomes that would look like. Yeah, things would be <laughs> kind of good for a garden gnome shield. Yeah, I actually prefer that size than the, the one that they showed before. It just seems more to that scale replica size, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, I mean, I've had... From the past, I have some Star Wars scaled helmets that feel the right size. You know, I mean, you can go too small and it feels weird. You can go too big and it feels almost not big enough. So this feels like the right size for that type of shield. And I'm I'm probably going to pick one up tomorrow on the last day here. Nice. I had ordered the others online, but I'm going to be canceling that order because they had them here and I just got them here. They're small enough. I don't mind shipping them home. 
they had a lot of stuff on display. Marjorie, they had, they didn't have the Civil War, they didn't have the Winter Soldier shield anymore for the life-sized replica, but they did have a, like, slightly damaged, it's seen somewhere, Civil War shield. And what's your feeling on that since you're the shield girl? I would think you'd buy it. Okay, so again, she wouldn't buy it. She doesn't shop. She would endorse. <laughs> she that would purchase. tell me. She would pull some puppet strings. So all these I don't buy anything stories. We see how it goes. I talked to the gentleman at FX though because they had again that Loki scepter and that Loki helmet. This is like our third or fourth year seeing it. I mean, it's been in our opening credits for years. Yep. <laughs> I think you're wearing a similar colored shirt, but it's been so long, and they just put up for order earlier this year, the Iron Man helmet, and I'm asking him, okay, when? Because I've had people email me and say, when? And people give up because it's not coming. And I ask them, they're like, you know, we really don't know. We're working on that. We want to get out, like, the Civil War shield, but we have all these other things that we've promised before that, so we hope by the end of the year to have a clearer roadmap on this. But... <laughs> They had some new stuff in the booth this year. They had the Black Panther helmet. Yes. They had the Civil War Ant-Man helmet. Yes. And what they told me is, well, we had the Ant-Man Ant-Man helmet, but now there's the Civil War Ant-Man helmet. And so are we going to still do an Ant-Man Ant-Man helmet? Or is the Civil War Ant-Man helmet going to supersede that? Right. And the same thing goes, I think, with these shields. We didn't see the Winter Soldier shield. Are they wondering... Will the Civil War shield supersede that? And so it's gorgeous stuff when it comes. And I love that collectible aspect of that. It's, it feels less mass produced. It feels more artisan. Yeah. When they're working with China to get everything just so. And then they put out a release a year. It also makes it much more affordable. Yeah. But my God, I'm aching to get that Loki scepter. <laughs> I told the guys at Hasbro, great, you made a Captain America show. Make a Loki scepter just so someone will make me a Loki scepter. I think it might be a little too pointy for your general audience. So it's right there with the katanas and the Wolverine. Yeah, you, you'll get a Nerf one before you get an actual prop one. Now, another booth that we got to see, speaking of shields and replicas and scanning and all that, Gentle Giants. Chris was great about giving us a tour and talking about their jumbo figures, the future of that line, a cool quarter-scale Punisher statue, and more. So let's go ahead and talk to Chris. We're here at the General Giant booth with Chris, and we're going to take a look at some of the awesome things they've got on display this year. How's it going, Chris? Going good, going good. So uh, we've got some Marvel bookends over here with uh, a company by... Spider-Man and our Captain America jumbo figures. Um, we've always done awesome desk accessories throughout the years, and you know we, we wanted to go back to our, our Marvel uh, lineage with our bookend. So we've done a Spider-Man bookend, and we've also done a very iconic Deadpool bookend. Nice. That's perfect for a bookend. Oh yeah. And down here, uh, we just wanted to illustrate our jumbo figures from the Secret Wars series. And also our scaled-down versions of the micro bobbleheads that we've done for Walgreens. And we have our own Spider-Gwen, which is going to be our San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And it's only 3 bucks, And there's no uh, restriction on how many you can buy. So you can buy as many as you want. It's okay. It's cool. You're going to get one. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah, I'm in the Premier Guild, and I ordered a couple of those. But the Deadpool blind packaging, a oh, exclusive. Yeah. The Deadpool blind packaging, we'll, we'll go over there and talk about that stuff. So it's it's like a 50-50 chance to get both of the pieces. Um, now, if you get one of the blind boxes, you can actually try and shine a light into the box, and it might illuminate which figure you actually got so you don't have to actually open the box. But still, that's part of the fun of getting those blind boxes, the excitement of opening them up. Like, what? Did I? Oh, oh I got the one that I got. Yeah. <laughs> Couple questions on those. Sure. The press release about the uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive micro bobbles uh-huh. confused me a little bit. Are those going to be at Barnes and Noble later this year? So we have micro bobbles that are being sold at Walgreens and Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. but our exclusives are only for Comic Con okay. and PGM members. And of course, once all the PGM members have gotten their chance to order them, if we have them uh, left, you know, a couple of them left over, we'll sell them to the regular customers. And then I just got the Captain America in the mail, like, the day we came for Comic-Con. Oh, the Big yeah, figure. so oh, that was man. awesome. Yeah. You know, There's one of the, the best ones. I have the uh, Brown Wolverine that we did, and, you know, the Marvel Legends piece and that piece, you know. Oh, I'm going to start building a shrine to that guy. <laughs> I also have the Brown Wolverine minibus that we did, so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm making a nice little collection right there. But I got to notice last week that the Daredevil jumbo figure is canceled. So it's currently postponed. Um, it's not outright canceled. We still have the license. We're still producing all these items. But right now, it's on hold. We, we might visit it later on in the year, but we're kind of shifting things around as far as release schedule goes. So if there's an outright cancellation of that piece itself, we're going to announce it, but right now, no. Okay. Yeah. Are there any future jumbo figures in the works, or is that? Are you talking just it's happening to Daredevil, or is that the whole line? No, it, right now it's Daredevil. We have prototypes for a whole bunch of other pieces, and you know there's changes happening within the company. So we're reworking 2016 release schedule, and we're planning out 2017. So you guys are going to hear a lot more announcements later on in the year about this. Okay, are you still? Are, are you going to? Revisit last year in November, you did a Gentle Giant Days. So it was such a huge success, and you know, I want, wanted to you know, test the waters with that one and see how the community responded. We had over 250 people show up, and I think the next step is we're going to host it again, but we want to kind of play it off as kind of like a free comic book day where each retailer throughout you know, the U.S has their own Gentle Giant Day, you know, celebrating, you know, hey, th- these are the Gentle Giant items that we're selling, you know, show us your collections, bring in pictures, bring in your favorite piece, you know, have fun, you know, throw a party, you know, make it a, a community thing. So much stuff is happening on the internet these days where you don't even really get to talk to your fellow collectors, yeah. unless it's on a forum or something. But, you know, having food, having a couple sodas, hanging out in your local comic book shop, nerding out about this stuff. So you wouldn't have, like, another set of reveals in November, You know, though. I think we might. Okay. Just depending on what production, uh, what, what they have in store, I, I think we're going to have a lot coming out at the end of the year. So depending if, you know, it's all ready, ready to go, approved by our licensors, that's how many pieces I'll be able to show. Awesome. All right, let's look at this next booth here. I'm just going to start with the thing that grabbed my eye from literally across the way here. I was at the back of that hallway about... 50 feet away, so literally at 50 feet, I saw that Carnage mini bust. Oh, man. <laughs> I saw them painting it, you know, it, at the studio.
studio. That thing is slimy looking. It's shiny. It originally had blood red teeth. And we, mm. we wanted to change it a little bit. But this thing is so gruesome. We haven't done a Carnage piece before. And not a lot of people have been doing Carnage lately. So we, we thought, you know, let's do one of the most terrifying pieces that we can think of. And so we did Carnage. And, of course, we had to piggyback off of that and do another Venom. That thing is massive. It What's is, the scale on that? So it's technically one fourth, but that thing is huge, <laughs> huge. I'm, I'm loving the the contradiction between the two pieces. You know, Venom is you know usually when you see the symbiotes, they're they're coming at you and lunging at you. I'm yeah. loving with Carnage. You've got him kind of in like a it's almost, taking a back. It's almost like that thing you know uh, with McCready, and it's like lurching backwards and it's elongating and you know just ah. And then Venom is just like a linebacker ready just to take you out. Yeah. Yeah, he actually is in yeah. that stance. Yeah. That's great. He's like, hut, hut, hike, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> I love the detail in the paint there, the way you got the blue wash over yes. the black. So just like the comic books, you know, just straight black doesn't read very well. Having those hints of blues and those hints of purples actually make it pop and make it look shiny in certain areas and accentuate all the detail. You know, the knuckles, the sinuate, the, the ligaments, and all, all that connective tissue really pops when you do that. Nice. And then you've got a couple mini busts here, and I just have to ask, how do I get that Deadpool Caesar? Oh, man, that Deadpool Caesar. So, just like our classic bust for the Star Wars pieces, we've done a couple marbles, and we, we kind of wanted to do this thing where, okay, keeping with this, like, Roman and Grecian aesthetic, you know, what's the one character that can wear that style of armor or you know the toga and still keep his Hercules costume. yeah <laughs> still keep his costume on though you know, what, what would read the best I'm like well why don't you just put Deadpool in a toga and he's like the only character that this would work for short of like you know a planet Hulk Hulk with the gladiator here but this guy is he might be a regular release in this paint and wow. we're going to be announcing it for I think $80 later in the year and we might be doing several different paint variants for the PGM. And we might be doing a store exclusive as well. That's pretty great. I'm definitely in for that one. Oh, oh yeah. One of the original concepts that we did, uh, there was a few of them, different paint variants. But uh, one of them that uh, we were playing around with, like the laurels, the gold laurels, we were going to do like a junk food version where it was going to be nachos. <laughs> and maybe some like burrito hot sauce, on the, you know, all dirtied <laughs> up and like writing all over them or something like um, that. And then that Daredevil's a reveal, isn't it? Yes, the Daredevil is also a Comic-Con reveal. So this is Daredevil from the Netflix series. Yeah. And, you know, we did a PGM gift a couple years ago of kind of like a Frank Miller-esque Daredevil. Had the wires coming off of the baton. Yep, I got that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I I didn't get the chance to get I work at General Zion, and I wasn't able to get one. Oh. It just sold out. So since the popularity of uh, the next... Netflix series is so high, we're like, okay, let's bring it back. Let's bring the the, the horned devil back into our lives. So this is uh, our version of it. You know, it's going to be coming out probably, let's say, Q2, Q3, depending on solicitation. But you guys are going to be see seeing that pretty soon. Well, and then the Captain America classic bust you revealed yes. a little while Captain ago. Captain America, or... we announced that when the Captain America movie came out. You guys mm -hmm. know that one. We just wanted to show it off again. 
Now, looking at it in person, honestly, it looks better than the press release photos yes. did. So there was an initial uh, prototype that we photoed. And there was, of course, just like anything, um, sometimes there are adjustments. And we always have to put that pending licensor approval. Mm -hmm. There are repaints. There's a little bit of sculpt, uh, sculpt differences. But I think the face looks a lot better than the one that we actually announced previously. And then before we move on, the little Deadpool maquette up there. Yeah. So... Our nine-inch line is taking off. We announced uh, this collector's gallery version of Deadpool before, but uh, you know we're going to keep on making this style of statue. Right, he's armed to the teeth, but he's also got a super soaker there. Oh yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, we, we, we maybe he can get it. Uh, there's there's supposed to be some Deadpool signs, and uh, there's writing on all the boxes. And uh, originally, we we kind of put some money on the floor with Deadpool flyers. <laughs> But there's a lot of little storytelling details within the piece itself. Looks great. Now, while we're talking about statues, you've got a quarter-scale Punisher yeah, over so there. Yeah, so the quarter-scale Punisher, this guy is a beast. So right now, we're showing off the one-fourth scale. Now, this might not be the, the version that you see first. We're thinking about doing a nine-inch collector's gallery statue just to test the waters, see who likes it, because it's not really comic book, it's not really TV show, it's not really movie, it's kind of like her own hodgepodge mishmash of just the Punisher tank warrior he is. Uh, so this is going to be uh, nine inch scale first. Okay, cool. Now what about the base? If you do this in quarter scale, are you going to keep that base with it? Yes, that's how it was designed. Um, each one of our quarter scale pieces, just like the Black Widow, She's got the uh, cargo uh, shield cases that she's sitting on. Deadpool has some ammo boxes that he's hanging on. So this uh, sidewalk uh, with the money and the wanted logo and the cola can, that, that's That's awesome because, yeah, I've got a couple of the quarter scale ones. I got the Shanna and I got the Black Widow. and. Yeah. I just love the more detailed bases versus yes. those. I looked at it, and it scratched acrylic. Oh, yeah, the acrylic, you know, it's the bane of my existence. But, you know, a lot of people love it. I Personally, I don't understand it, but a lot of people love it. So I, I kind of like the look. I just, they are so, so fragile. fragile. You have to have microfiber, you know, keep everything clean. You know, it's very delicate. You know, it is a collectible, a high-end collectible. Yeah. played with or moved around a lot. So the, these uh, characterized base, uh, bases that we're making, it's going to draw your eye to it and look a lot better. And while we're looking at display pieces, you've got the Scotty Young Spider-Gwen over there. Are you producing her in a larger format, or is that just no, to get attention? just to get attention. <laughs> Our animated Marvel line, just like we have the Captain America in the year before, uh, we just wanted to show you guys, yes, we are, we are doing that piece. Uh, it's, got, it's just a show piece, bringing more people um, into the booth. But eventually, we might do something larger. We've always played around with the idea of possibly doing uh, plastic statues in that scale, making them a little bit cheaper. But that's up to production and licensing. It's just an idea. I can't tell with the small one back there, but this one, the yo-yo swinging, it's actually on a yes, string. Yes, it's actually on a string. And that's going to be the case with the small one? You know, I think it might be wired. Uh, just because production, okay. that, you know, actually making that little knot for the yo-yo might be maddening. It might not look great. So what we usually do is uh, hard cast one. 
So here's our uh, Marvel animated series. We've got a couple characters that uh, we've done before, have been solicited and sent out. But of course, we have Spider Gwen. Uh, we've got Vision, which is a, a new announcement. And of course, down here, uh, Baby Magneto <laughs> and, in his onesie and the Punisher with his pop guns. These are great. And I hadn't seen them. And I didn't remember from last year, I guess, that they were. Uh, such a small scale that you can display so many in a yeah, small area. It, that's kind of the way that we're going nowadays. Uh, not everybody has a space for one four scale, uh, since you know everybody's getting into collectibles these days. Uh, these smaller scale items, these animated statues, they're a low price point of sixty four dollars, and they're limited edition as well. But you can collect a lot. You can put a lot on your shelf. Right, and that Magneto is just amazing. Oh, yeah. The baby Magneto in his onesie. The, the, the terrible threes or, you know, it's just, give me that toy. I want that toy. All right, well, Chris, thank you very much for your time. What can we kind of expect seeing in the way of Marvel from General Giant going forward? You know, a lot of the uh, animated Marvel pieces are going to be coming out. We're going to continue our lines of the Jumbo figures going to try and do more statues. Of course, we always like to hear from the community you know, on the collective forums, on Facebook, on Twitter. Let us know what you want. Like, let, if there's a big calling, a big support you know, base for these pieces, we'll make them. Man thing in the nine inch scale since you didn't make the quarter scale. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a thought. Okay. You know, that thing was such a beast and you know, it was so niche. You know, a lot of people love the man thing, but not everybody loves the man thing. <laughs> Especially since he was carrying the clown. A lot of people were like, it's man thing, but why is he carrying the clown? It's like, well, it's from their original comic book. And he, you know, he, that's how he came out of the swamp. And then, oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. Thank you very yeah, much. Always no, a pleasure. No problem, Have a good show. Got to say, at the new price point of the mini busts, I've always been picking and choosing with those gentle giant ones. Carnage, please now, now, carnage, please now. That's a cool one. Uh, uh, so shiny and symbiote. Yes. <laughs> now, another company that had some great stuff on display was Kotobukiya with their Bishojo statues, like their exclusive Lady Deadpool here with her Euro and their Artifacts Plus and their fine art and some surprise announcements. We got all of this from Dan at Kotobukiya, so let's go ahead and go to that interview. We are at the Kotobukiya booth with Dan Luan again, taking a look at some gorgeous Marvel statues. Hello, sir. Hi. So we're starting off with the fine art statues. And we were talking just before we started recording. I got that Black Panther in just a little bit ago. I haven't had a chance to take him out and photograph him yet. But these are some gorgeous pieces here. Yeah, Black Panther, the response, of course, with him appearing in Civil War has been tremendous. And I think we're almost at the point where it's a total sellout here in the States, at least. So uh, if you're looking to pick this piece up, I would probably look for a... a business that still has it in stock because I don't think we have any more inventory. Oh wow, that's yeah. tremendous. Congratulations yeah. on yeah. that. And then coming out later this year we have Thanos. Yes, Thanos. We uh, have a expected release date of December of this year. And again, Thanos with his, uh, his movement into the Avengers, you know, 
I think you're going to see a lot of momentum with this character. And he also comes with two different portraits, so you can display them as you see here, are more kind of like a grinning look. Very cool, on that like bed of skulls right there on the base. Both of those have amazing bases, the, the Black Panther with the vines and the leaves on it too. Yeah, and if you flip the base over, of course these are fine art statues, so they're individually numbered under, underneath the base. And uh, being a fine art statue, they're made of resin. And then... Taking the jewels in the Infinity Gauntlet, those look oh, yeah. realistic in there. Nice yeah. and shiny. A good translucence. They'll catch, you, you put that in just the right under light or above light, it's going to catch off those and really... It would have been neat to add some type of light-up feature so that Gauntlet actually lit up, but I don't think that was just possible. Right below that, we have the Artifacts Plus line, and we're seeing a couple new Spider-Men. Is it Spider-Men or Spider-Mans? I would say Spider-Men. <laughs> I think we've been corrected. It is Spider-Mans. <laughs> but it has multiple Spider-Mans. <laughs> and we got the Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man there. Yeah, we're showing that for the first time here at the convention. And... Uh, the Spider-Man here, the, the, the uh, classic Amazing Spider-Man, he's got magnets as most of our Artifacts Plus statues do, but the magnets are strong enough that if you want to put him on like a refrigerator, he will stay on that refrigerator. Oh, so he awesome. can kind of cling to a surface, a vertical surface. Yeah. Now, is this artwork doing more than just backgrounding them, or are you actually teasing some, some more Spider-Man coming these, our way? These are all the characters that you're going you're gonna to see in our, let's say, Spider-Verse. So we've got <laughs> Venom, we've got Carnage, we've got Ancient Venom, we've got Spider-Gwen and Spider-Man 299. Yeah, we, we, this is, is going to be our big push for 2017. Are the bases going to be like the one underneath Amazing Spider-Man there? That was something that I was trying to talk to our development team about, and my understanding is no. They'll, 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 they'll differ between the releases, but I'm not entirely sure. So I'd have to get back to you on that. Okay, because, yeah, all the other ones you've done so far, with the exception of, like, the movie ones, yeah. have had just, like, the standard black magnetic base that you have. or Yeah. So Deadpool came Deadpool, with the Deadpool. Yeah, this follows more like along, yeah. along the lines of Deadpool. Yeah. So I'm not sure if each character will have some type of uh, personalized logo base of some type, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to follow that same trend with the circular piece of metal. And what's the release schedule for that? That I see Amazing Spider-Man's in December. December for Spider-Man. Um, the Miles Morales version is going to be going up for pre-order. Probably uh, as, as this uh, goes live, um, uh, we're going to be doing that uh, very shortly. So maybe early August or so. Uh, that'll be the next one. After um, Miles Morales, it'll be Ancient Venom, I believe. And then from there on, I'm not sure what character uh, the artist Abisan will be working on. You are totally teasing me because I just want to see the carnage, man. I, just <laughs> I, I do too, yeah. So I haven't seen anything for Carnage yet or Venom or actually any of the other characters except Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and then uh, Agent Venom. And with the Avengers and X-Men teams assembled and the Deadpool that Justin mentioned, are there other some Artifacts Plus releases that you can talk about? Artifacts Plus, aside from Spider-Man, there's nothing that I can talk about right now. But with Artifacts, Artifacts being our 1-6 scale collectible, mm -hmm. uh, we do have a brand new Deadpool coming out. We're going to be calling it the Super Deadpool. I don't know if that's the final name for it, but the Super Deadpool will have multiple parts so you can switch them out uh, with 
with his fingers, uh, maybe doing like a pose like he's like got guns, or maybe he'll have like uh, the swords or an actual weapon of some type. There's going to be multiple ways you can display this Ven, uh, this Deadpool as he's jumping across. Uh, it's kind of like a two, like a display case of some type, like a like a shelving unit in a factory, I should say. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And I think that's one of the. Uh, one of the directions we'll be going into is more Artifacts Marvel. Really? We've been hearing that request, yeah. that fans would like larger scale uh, Marvel characters, but not necessarily the fine art, which is, you know, two, three hundred dollars, but something around the hundred dollar range. So that's what we're looking to do is add more artifacts, not just movie, but also comic book artifacts. That's really exciting to me because yeah. I have your movie artifacts ones. I think you know, were the last ones you did the Iron Man Mark Forty Two in the War Machine. I'm trying to remember. I believe so. Oh well, we we did we did the Iron Man for uh, Age of Ultron. Too. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I got a series yep. of those too. But yeah, it's been mostly just confined to Iron Man. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to be breaking out of that. And, and bringing out of the movies and, and doing comic book artifacts. So I think that's real exciting. That, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's Definitely. like, you're not a huge statue collector, but you're a big Deadpool fan. I'm a big Deadpool fan, and yeah. I'm a big FX fan. So, I mean, that's that's going to hit me right in the sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, and you got the Deadpool, and we have been talking considerably about your Comic-Con exclusive Lady Deadpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really an interesting project to work on, having the logo put on the bag and you know, all the uh, uh, emails that's got to go back and forth with Comic-Con <laughs> officials to make sure everything's in place to have that occur. But I think the brand product turned out really unique. Uh, I mean, I was talking to some people, and you sure, you see the Comic-Con logo on the packaging, but when do you see it actually integrated into the product itself? So, I, I, at least for us, it's a, it's a first. So, I think really, really cool little uh, a variation of the Lady Deadpool standard release. And the parts are interchangeable. So if you're not particularly fond of the head on this exclusive, you can switch it out with one of the two masks of the two portraits, either the master or unmasked, that you got with the original release. That's really cool. We talked about that when you announced it and how by making it Comic-Con specific, in addition to being like an exclusive statue, Justin was telling me it's like a souvenir at yeah. that point. It's, you know, something from the con. Yeah, and, and I actually talked to one gentleman who's like, this is my first Comic-Con. I definitely want to get this to remember that this was my first Comic-Con. So, you know, it's, it's really cool to hear those type of stories. The, the question we had, what is she eating? She's eating a gyro. <laughs> Where do you get those? <laughs> I, like a Greek restaurant of some sort. Right, we, yeah. we, we like walked all over. Yeah, we just went down to the gas lamp district. But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a churro or a hot dog. But, but yeah, our team in Japan went with a gyro. So. Yeah, next year a pretzel. And a pretzel, be a yeah. <laughs> And that does kind of lead us over here to this case in the Bishojo line. Is that the final Spider-Gwen? That is a final production piece of Spider-Gwen. And so for, I think for the longest time, we weren't really showing what the base was going to look like. So the, here it is. And I think I mentioned uh, at uh, New York Toy Fair, it was going to have some type of print to give the impression that she was jumping down from a building. And I think, I think it turned out really well. It's, it's just kind of a neat uh, uh, added look to the base so it's not just you know solid white. Now, how is she anchored in there? She's in a pretty precarious pose. I mean, it looks like one of those things where she might have to balance it. They're just right. Well, she she's got a. I mean, she's secured by a peg in her heel. So um, I, I I think it's gonna it's gonna hold up, and, and there shouldn't be any problems with that as long as it's in a case that's not being hit by sunlight. You know, you know, twelve hours of the day. So yeah, yeah. It should be fine. 
And also Spider-Gwen comes with two different portraits, so you can have her displayed as you see here, or with her mask on. That mask on and the hood up? Uh, yes. Excellent. And then, um, first time ever we're showing Thor and Loki. The Shoujo statues. Uh, we, we showed the, uh, we uh, revealed the artwork at New York Toy Fair, I believe. But here they are, fully sculpted. Uh, Thor should be up for pre-order now, if not, maybe next week. Uh, Loki will follow shortly after. And as you can see, you can place the two statues together to kind of form the, the, the scene that you see here. That's a really cool feature. And with those being kind of newer iterations of the characters within the past three years and, you know, jumping over to the Bishojo line so quickly, what can you tell us about the development and the choice of those characters? I, I think it had a lot to do with kind of just creating something that was a little different from where we were going, uh, moving away maybe from, from the mutants and, and, and trying to just maybe tie it in with, with what's happening in the Marvel cinema, Cinematic Universe. I'm not really sure all you know the, the things that went into deciding these two characters, but, but you know I think the, the uh, final uh, what you see here is, is just incredible. Uh, and, and as a side note, that green may change on Loki. We're still working with Marvel to make sure that that's the green that should appear on her dress. Oh. Most likely stay a metallic. I, I think so. It just may go a little deeper. Um, that's what our development team was telling me uh, briefly. So I'm not sure. It, it, it may end up looking just like you see here and there, or it may just go a little deeper. Yeah, and speaking of the metallic paint, the silver metallic paint on the Thor really pops. You know, yeah. I know I've complimented you before some of the DC uh, artifacts and bishojos have the metallic paint and here to use it as an accent like that it really catches the light well. It does especially when you've got the flat paints and stuff so it really does differentiate between metal and fabric and as a, as a quick side note she also comes with a different portrait so you can display her with her I believe uh, Jane Foster head yeah so uh, you don't have to have the helmet on. And then your next one you announced Squirrel Girl? Squirrel Girl. <laughs> and uh, if, if, if you may recall, last year we did an April Fool's where we kind of teased that we were going to do Squirrel Girl. And the response was just tremendous. So um, we, we saw our fans wanting to have Squirrel Girl added to the collection. So that's what we ultimately did. We, 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 we decided to add Squirrel Girl to our Bishojo collection. I'm glad you went with kind of the more classic Squirrel Girl look, because she got a redesign a couple years ago, but I think this fits that line a lot better, and just, uh, is that the pose that you're going yes, for? Yes, yes, and actually, we had a company panel yesterday, and we showed a very early look at 3D data for that. So she's already being worked on right now, as I speak, so uh, I would expect maybe by New York Comic Con, there might be a prototype in our booth, I'm not sure, but nice. I would hope so. Very cool. Is there anything else you can tell us coming up in your Marvel lines? Uh, aside from the artifacts, uh, I, I think that's about all I can talk about right now. But of course, uh, as we get to closer to uh, New York Comic Con, uh, there'll be more announcements coming. Well, we will see you there. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Arnie. About, about the year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Like, like, we're really tired of eating food out of a wax piece of paper and there's more variety to the hamburger hot dog and barbecue we'd like to know about it food here sucks <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have him tease us with a euro that doesn't exist than with you know a pretzel dog that i oh, wish existed i know there was a thing
to get rid of pretzel dogs. We've been like. Hard- so, I guess the final thing though is the Marvel booth. We talked about the bronze Captain America statue. Since recording that, we did go back and look again at it, and Marjorie decided she wasn't going to not buy that, but have me buy it. She's not going to do that either. No, I'm just not going to buy it, and you're not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. I was fine without it. But we did buy some stuff. We did. Got it in that line. Marjorie, if you haven't noticed, every time we do a video, she has a different <laughs> t-shirt. She's the Imelda Marcos of Marvel t-shirts. <laughs> I think you might have bought some more. I did. I bought another Bucky shirt. Which is exciting because it's Bucky. Although my brother then pointed out it looks like Lou Diamond Phillips on it, which now has ruined it. <laughs> it's La Bamba Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bought a cap shield, like a Civil War shield. Kind of glittery like the one you bought, but not as glittery. It's like, it looks like a different print. And then they had the Scotty Young pins, which you really wanted the Howard the Duck pin. And Justin had bought some and opened up like Howard the Duck on his first try. And you really Stress, stress, stress. <laughs> well, and I want to point out, these are expensive pins. $15 blind box, and you only get two pins in each box. They're going for 25 and up on eBay right now. Wow. Well, if I may need to trade, hit me up. I've got some extras. But I got four Mockingbirds, three Howards, and then I got like the Netflix trio of Luke Cage, Daredevil, and Punisher. It's so like it was- the 12 Days of Christmas gifts. <laughs> And a mockingbird and another mockingbird. And another. <laughs> Three mockingbirds <laughs> to Luke Cage. <laughs> and a punisher to kill them all. Very nice. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad I wasn't a completist on that, but got the Howard I wanted and another Howard and cool stuff there and got to see the Gladiator Hulk props that they put out today from Thor Ragnarok. I don't know exactly how Planet Hulk and Ragnarok coincide, but I can't wait to see. Not ours to question. No? <laughs> no. We'll just wait and find out. Hasbro teased a little bit of that, too. If you notice in the slideshow, there was a Hulk oh. foot and a mm-hmm. Thor hammer and helmet. So Yes. Uh, I, I'm excited for that. Planet Hulk's a great storyline. Also, we did buy another Iron Man. I actually bought the Iron Mans at the Marvel booth. The Comic Cave Iron Mans. They had... Tell me if this sounds familiar. Stop me if you've heard this one before. An Iron Man Mark 42 with an exclusive sofa. But it's a different sofa. I talked to the guy at length about this. It's a different sofa. Oh, it's a different company. Yes. And because the other one's the Figyarts right. that I accidentally bought two of. Figuarts. No, it is the Figyarts. No, the original one is Figyarts, oh, okay. and that's a plastic couch that was an exclusive. Okay. And this one is Comic Cave. Not Play Imaginative. Not Play Imaginative. Okay. And it's the little bit bigger ones. These light up, and they're die-cast metal. Mm-hmm. And the couch is actually a couch. It's cushioned. It's real little pillows. The pillows can fall off on the floor just like they do on my real sofa. Yep. If you have a hamster, they can curl up and take a nap on it. <laughs> it's actually a cool piece, and I'm glad we got it. I, they showed a few other ones in there. Some we've seen, you know, like the, the Igor and stuff like that, and you, ordered, you pre-ordered the two new ones. There was a discount. They are about 110 a piece, but if I ordered the Silver Centurion and Blue Steel, which I believe is Zoolander's Gaze. Is. Yes. <laughs> If I ordered those both, <laughs> then I got them for 180 So I saved 
like 40 bucks. Blue stealing you. <laughs> no, you're, you're actually doing the Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like this, I mean, it's like I'm going to introduce you to my parents. <laughs> talking to me? <laughs> no, I'm talking to the audience. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, of course, speaking of Gladiator, Hulk, and all that, just a few hours ago, the news broke. I, we weren't in the room. We had friends texting us and reading the recaps. All the Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Not quite as big as when like Nick Fury showed up and introduced the Avengers in 2011, but almost that big. I mean, it started off with Doctor Strange and Benedict Cumberbatch and the whole crew, and you got Tom Holland out there talking Spider-Man and introducing some of that. Some Thor Ragnarok concept stuff. Mm-hmm. James Gunn talking Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not going to reveal anything less people call it spoilers, but we now know some of the actors in that movie as well as the characters they're playing, yep. as well as a couple more 70s all-AM gold <laughs> songs that will possibly be on the soundtrack if Volume rights get two, cleared. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he got the second tape, but you know. <laughs> it was in the it was oh, in the package. Right. Yeah, he found the package. That's yeah. right. Yes, there there can be so no volume three, three, right? Unless he goes back to Earth, which may happen in you know Infinity War, but <laughs> goes back just for Let's just for an updated tape. Yeah, so much cool news coming out of that, and the end notes confirmed finally. Thank God it's her. I'm a fan of this actress, Brie Larson. As Captain Marvel. So many people were pulling for Katie Sackhoff. I'm like, did you watch Battlestar Galactica? I like Starbuck, but that woman cannot act. But Brie Larson. I'm so excited to see her play Carol Danvers. I think that's awesome that they're really teasing us deep into Phase 3 now. There's so much to come. And speaking of the Marvel (laughs) Cinematic Universe, Diamond Select Toys. With their Doctor Strange toys that are coming out real soon as well as their Civil War figures. Zach Oat gave me a tour of the entire booth, and here's the Marvel stuff they have coming up. And we're at the Diamond Select Toys booth with Zach Oat. Hello, sir. How are you doing, Arnie? I'm good. Having a good show? Yeah, pretty good so far. Sorry, I'm a little raspy. (laughs) It's only Friday, and both of us are kind of losing our voice. I don't know if I'm going to make it to Sunday at this point. I, I never do. So you've got some exclusives here at the show, the Unmasked Spider-Gwen and such. How are those being received? Spider-Gwen has been doing really great. Spider-Gwen and also the uh, Captain Marvel BBC. Are you sold out of any of your exclusives yet? Not quite yet. Uh, And then you've got some new stuff on display. You've got some new licenses here with the the Vinyl Mate line? Yeah, uh, Vinnie Mates, actually. It rhymes with with Mini Mates because we use that same sort of block figure format. Uh, and translate it into a four-inch, dynamically posed figure. Uh, so it's got articulation at the neck, but otherwise it's striking a famous pose. And the Vinnie mates, they are single-piece. They don't come apart. You can't pull the hair off and things. No, they're not interchangeable, and they're not posable except for that one neck joint. But it, you know, even just rocking a head left or right or back or forward, you can get a lot, of, add a lot of personality and attitude to the to the pose. You know, which there's already a lot of attitude. All right, so let's take a look at some of your Marvel collectibles here. We've got. Mini Mates 68, I saw those at Toy Fair, I believe. Uh, yeah, we debuted 68 at Toy Fair. and um, they're, 67 is actually going to be out really soon for the Civil War Series 2, um, but 68 will follow that up. And that's all giant-size X-Men, classic X-Men. Uh, we did not have 69 at the show. That's all classic Avengers characters. 
That's really cool. Who's next to Enchant? Uh, that's Black Knight. His, uh, he, we don't have his helmet here, but that's what he looks like with the helmet off. Uh, and this is a whole series based on the new Marvel Now uh, book. So you've got uh, Silk and um, the new Laura's Wolverine, uh, Deadpool 2099, uh, Space Venom, uh, and then you've got International Iron Man, Spider-Gwen, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Old Man Logan. I went ahead and ordered a case of those. Spider-Gwen is just crazy these days, oh, so yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to risk trying to find that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you like it. It's, uh, it's definitely a lot of Spider-Gwen fans. We have a couple more Spider-Gwen pieces we're working on in addition to that exclusive. Um, and seven, series after that, Series 70 is going to be a Doctor Strange movie, out in time for the movie, hopefully. And um, we're going to do a couple box sets based on the Netflix TV series. So I see you've got Doctor Strange, Mordo, uh, the Ancient One. What are the other characters there in the Doctor Strange line? Um, uh, in the pack with Mor Baron Mordo is Caecilius. That's... Um, the character played by, uh, um, I'm sorry, the actor who played Hannibal. I'm blanking on his name right now for just a half minute. Um, and then in the back, you've got uh, a Stephen Strange in his uh, wandering clothes. You've got Christine Palmer, the, the, the doctor. And you've got um, Wong with um, uh, a, one of the zealots, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure what they, what they are. I think they're, one of, they're just a general, like a soldier. And then, yeah, you've got your Netflix Jessica Jones and Daredevil mini-mates down there. Yes, yeah, we're going to be doing two different box sets, and we actually have a two-pack of Daredevil Minimates here at the show that's based on the Season 2 Daredevil look, and also it comes with a Punisher. Uh, but these are Season 1-based. There will be a full Killgrave. I've only got half a Killgrave here, but there will be a full Killgrave, and um, Jessica and Trish and Luke Cage from Jessica Jones. And the, the Daredevil in um, the Series 1 box set for Daredevil, he transforms into Matt Murdock, and... Um, uh, the uh, the nurse character, she has the removable hood and mask for the rooftop interrogation scene. And then you've got your retro Daredevil down there, and I asked you before, what can you tell us about future retro figures? Because I've I've got all of those. I absolutely love them. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. No, we uh, I would I would love to for this line to keep going. I'm a big Miko guy, um, but uh, I don't know what's next. Just, we've got an exclusive that's in the works um, that I think is going to get get announced pretty soon. That's going to be. Um, um, a variation on a previous set. So uh, it's got some new costumes, uh, but it's based on a character we've already visited. So um, you'll see that one soon, uh, I believe. But uh, I think we're still um, in a holding pattern to figure out what the next set is going to be. After. There's a lot of development time that goes into each set, so we've got some time to figure it out. Hulk. Hulk? Now, I, I, I don't know uh, how that would work out. I mean, when you're just dealing with, um, like, a, a non-clothed character, I think, again, we have, don't have the tooling for a Hulk body. we just got the tooling for a basic male body right now so it might we might be limited in that regard uh, i was thinking the different colors of hulk you know with all the various ones that would no that would be a, that, that's certainly interesting but then you got uh, three different body types and it's not like something you can just change the outfit it doesn't necessarily fit in with the play pattern that we've got and the you know the and the price point that we've set at at this at this particular stage so we have to figure out what will work within the context of a character who has um costume changes that make sense I was just pitching out the one that was my second favorite as a kid, the first being the Spider-Man. I love the Hulk Mego. The Hulk Mego is my icon on the Mego, uh, uh, Mego Museum forum, so I'm, I'm a big Hulk Mego fan. He's my favorite character in Twisted Toy Fair Theater. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I miss that so damn much. <laughs> it, was fun, it was fun to work with. All right, so over here we've got your resin statues. Oh, no, model kits These at the bottom. at the bottom are actually model kits. Uh, they're paint-it-yourself, glue-it-yourself model kits. Um, original sculpts on the Deadpool, Thor, and Iron Man, brand new sculpts. The Hulk is a reproduction of an older uh, vintage kit that was released, I think, in the 70s or 60s. Um, but these will all be paint it yourself, glue it yourself, 
Um, I think they'll come in that base color that you see here. I believe it will be a white daredevil. I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm pretty sure Hulk will be green. Um, I love that that's the repro of the 70s. That se the, the Hulk face, it just screams, you know, 40 years old. We have a few different um, vintage sets that we're looking to reproduce. One of them is a Captain America, similar charging through a battle scene. Uh, one's a Spider-Man who's like webbing up Kraven the Hunter. It's, uh, there's a couple different vintage sets that we're bringing back. Um, but uh, I'm not sure about the exact order of release on some of those. Um, but uh, we do are making some resin statues. Uh, the Rogue and the Spider-Gwen and the Gamora we've shown, um, but they're, they're, they're on, on this place. Uh, Doctor Strange is actually a PVC figure. He's going to be, I don't know if that's a final scale, but he's going to be more in scale with the nine-inch scale PVC figures. Like that Spider-Gwen exclusive that I told you about. We're also doing a Captain Marvel exclusive. But we recently released the regular Captain Marvel, regular Lady Deadpool, and regular Thor goddess uh, PVC figures. And we're going to follow it up with Spider-Gwen Mask, Ant-Man, uh, Hulk, Deadpool. Uh, and we're about to solicit Spider-Man and uh, the Jessica Jones Jewel figure we're showing up for the very first time. I love the paint on that. I know this is a, you know, pr uh, probably what, a paint master? I believe this is still technically a prototype. I'm not sure what the translucent parts are actually cast in. I hadn't thought about it too much before now, but usually we don't see a lot of translucent stuff in prototype stage. We'll go to translucent afterwards. But both the Deadpool and the Jewel are actually prototypes, and both of them seem to have some um, clear cast resin in there, which is which is a nice touch on the prototyper's part. Um, so um, I like, kind of like, I really like the effect of her blowing the stars. It came out really nice. Now that looks awesome with the translucent and a little bit of metal paint on the top and the belt and the gloves. I think really yeah, helps that to pop. It's very cool. Very cool metallic on her. Now, I asked about the Deadpool swords. That got a little smushed in transport. How sturdy are these PVC statues going to be? Do people have to worry about, you know, uh, over a short period of time, the weight of them pulling down? Uh, no, they shouldn't. I mean, uh, the uh, most of the figures are pretty pretty heavily grounded and have support supports going through the, the legs and feet to, to keep them in place. The, um, you know, if... Uh, the swords there are a prototype, and they're made out of just a softer material. And also, they've traveled back and forth across the country a couple of times. So uh, we just have to, uh, we just weren't able to straighten them out before the show started. But um, the proto but as for the production piece, obviously, you want to keep them flat. They'll ship separated from the sword, so they'll ship flat. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, if you're ever putting them in storage, you probably want to take out the removable parts and just make sure they're stored in a separate place. And looking at your Marvel Select figures, I know that's where the bulk of our collectors focus here. I have to just, I am i knew about the Odin Destroyer figure, but seeing it in person, that thing is astonishing. I, I, you know, I think I and a lot of people like it when you guys go bulky, like Hulk and Juggernaut and things with that line. And that Destroyer is massive. He's, he's very large, uh, and there are certainly a lot of people who, like the big guys because they'll work with not just their Marvel Select collection but also Legends and sometimes even Marvel Universe depending on the character. Uh, Destroyer is probably one of those. He's been so many different sizes uh, that, that you could probably put him anywhere. Um, and the alternate Odin head is cool if you uh, are a fan of any of the storylines where he's actually worn the armor to battle uh, either Thor or the Celestials or what have you. But um, it's a definitely a very nice piece. Gene St. Jean did a great job with it. And the Doctor Strange there, the figure We've seen some pictures of that in the past, but I hadn't seen, or at least in person, it was much more striking. The backdrop, the base and everything is just really incredible on him. Yeah, we had to solicit him with the silhouette. I actually don't know if we were actually released pictures of the figure before this show, um, but the, uh, the background was always a silhouette as well, and I don't know if we actually announced what the background was going to be, the diorama piece, 
but it will definitely be the, the, the Sanctum Sanctorum base. And I think that they did a great job on it. The uh, Gentle Giant did a great job. The window looks fantastic. I'm very curious to see the final printing on the window to get all that fine detail. Um, it's going to be obviously a real challenge to execute, but uh, I, I have utter confidence in our, our factory to get it done. And is that the only one you're doing from the Doctor Strange movie? Yes, yes, just the one figure for that. We do have another comic-based figure that I think we're still finalizing and we're going to be announcing it soon-ish. Um, maybe in, definitely soliciting it before the end of the year. Um, but Doctor Strange um, uh, is the only one from that from that series. But he'll be joining you know the three figures from the Civil War movie. Iron Man ships in August 3rd, uh, and then Captain America and Winter Soldier are going to be right behind him. And those are actually production samples. You can see the new height on the Avengers uh, headquarters wall. Uh, which is a little taller than it was in prototype form. Prototype form is just under uh, Captain America's height, like just under his head height. Um, but now it's um, it's the height it's supposed to be. And it will be broken up into three pieces, not four. There will be one piece with each of those guys. There's no fourth mystery character. Okay, okay. And, yeah, you were telling me before, if people get your Iron Man orders in because these are limited-run figures, and I know Dorkside Toys has sold out and a number of other sites. Yeah, all, all of our Marvel selected. New Marvel Select runs are, are limited, so you know there is some allocation that can occur with various retailers. Um, but uh, you know we try to get everybody what they need, and um, hopefully, if it's something that we can revisit, then we try to do that later on. But it's not always possible, unfortunately. And finally, on the Marvel front, another blind box set of Marvel Mini Mates came out. The set that we were looking at with Spider Gwen and Miles will be blind bag. That's actually the first, uh, the second blind bag series we've done. The first was for Age of Ultron. Um, you know, some people are, are used to how we've been offering them in two packs, and I understand it's a bit of a bit of a, a jarring change. But um, you know, we're trying different things to get uh, the mini mates into different retailers because um, not all retailers are down with two packs. Some actually prefer the small counter space and the um, you know, you know, and the uh, better sell through for blind bags. Um, you know, because you know you can't have a peg warmer with a with a blind bag. You know, every every figure is equally valuable. And um, people are always willing to give it a shot. And I, I've collected blind bags in the past, so I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of the, the, uh, the, the pattern. Uh, but I know some people aren't. But uh, this is just a one-off. It's not representing some sort of new uh, sea change in Marvel Mini Mates. We've got, you know, Series 70 is two packs, and uh, Series 71 will be two packs, and Series 72 will be two packs. So. Well, Zach, thank you very much for the time. Some really astonishing stuff. You guys are, I, I see a lot of money coming out of my wallets, especially with these PVC statues. They've got great price points. All right, well, thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, with that, I think we're going to put this Comic-Con to bed. We've got so much to talk about just coming out of this show for weeks more of shows. But our next one isn't even going to be talking about that. We're not going to be reviewing the raft. We're not going to be reviewing a gold Hulkbuster. We're not going to be re-editing. But we, it's just going to be a special show. I'm just going to just leave it at that. So, final thoughts on the con, Justin? I, you know, I always love coming here. It's it's always a fun time. It's always great to see people that we haven't seen all year. It's always fun to see what's coming out. And I, you know, like most of our viewers and like you, I know, get really hyped about Hasbro stuff. And Hasbro did not disappoint this year. So, for me, that makes it a successful show. And I'm glad to have been here again. Marjorie? Yeah, I mean, I think that Hasbro really just didn't pull any punches this year and had a good presentation. And, you know, last year, they kind of like, were kind of like, oh, all right. It was short last year, and this year they did some good things, I think. And I'm excited about Sue Storm and Herbie. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that was a bomb. 
It was a huge bomb. Jesse Falcon's no comment spoke volumes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think there's that, and I think that we're starting to see a lot of very cool Marvel stuff from out of the country, and that is going to be a game changer for some of this stuff. And I gotta say, it was a marvelous Comic-Con, because Star Wars had to be so mum, thanks to Rogue One, right? I think that they just had so much coolness on display. It's overwhelming. It takes me a while to really have a few days to soak it all in. But, man, it was great to get... I got an Adi Granov remark, artist proof Avengers art print, some great covers in Artist Alley, including one from Dawn McTeague. She never does sketches, and I got a sketch cover from her. Just an amazing, amazing con. And can we do it again? Yeah. I mean, the state of Marvel is strong, and, you know, it's looking good going forward. Not next week, though. If only. Yeah. Luckily, there's no D23 this year, right? Nope, nope, that's next year. <laughs> so we'll be back in a couple weeks with a brand new show. We'll be catching up. So all that and more the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. 
Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Jay's showing you some pictures. Oh, yeah. That is nice. That's a quarter scale? That is a quarter scale figure. If you like pina colada and getting caught in the rain, you now have a show blooper. Now let's get back to this. Like, if I needed to melt it down to kill some kind of gold allergic werewolf, I wouldn't be successful in making that bullet. But... <laughs> As you are wont to do. That was what, nice. a, what about a gold allergic, like, coyote or something? <laughs> or, like, a, a, like a manator or something? Just a werewolf. You know, okay. silver bullet, gold bullet. Okay, okay. I had a method to my madness there. Oh. Hey, Deadpool! Hi. Hello. <laughs> now this has become an episode of Pedicab Confessions. What's <laughs> the last one? Always on the cell phone here. Was he in frame? Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Because Star Wars had to be so mum, thanks to Rogue One, right? They couldn't really blow their load here at the con. So, Marvel could. They could do that in Europe, though. <laughs> <laughs> Different laws. <Yeah. laughs> they could film it in Europe. 